Anyway, let's move on to golf now quickly as we wrap up the show. And uh, Master Professional David Usendorf joins us on the line to look at the US Open. Dave, um, good evening from us. Thanks for taking our call on SAFM tonight. Well, good evening, Tobisa, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's been a sad day in South African golf with the passing of Mr. Jabu Mabusa. Yes. Um, big figure in South African golf, and he'll be sorely missed by everybody. But I know we're not uh, here to talk about him, but more importantly at the moment, the 221st U.S. Open Championship, and uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful weekend as we always do. Thanks, and thanks for putting that out there, uh, Dave. We appreciate it. And once again, we have an impressive contingent of South African looking to end a nine-year major drought. Are you surprised it's taken that long since we last won a major? You know, I think to be sort of put it in perspective, so many South Africans expect our guys to win just about every week. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, not, that's not reality. There's a lot of seriously good golfers. Yeah. But I think we've got nine guys in the field this year, and what a pleasure to see particularly the young guns coming in there. But I think in all the majors historically, it's, it's all the, the older heads that generally come up to, uh, to the top uh, of the leaderboard coming the last couple of, uh, couple of holes. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. And if you, if you can indulge me for a moment, I want to run through those nine players. Mm. Thomas Aitken, who has had a very quiet, uh, he got into the tournament in a pre-qualifying. He teed off very early this morning and he's had a horrendous start. I think he was eight over par after, mm. after six holes or six over par over eight holes I beg your pardon but, but the big the big names is Wilco Ninaba everybody's talking about him a, a young man 21 years old out of Bloemfontein won the Dardata earlier this year and made a massive announcement in America last week uh, Wilco is number 141 in the world um, but everyone's talking about the distance he hits the ball because that is going to be a talking point in golf for some time to come and this young man is longer than Bryson DeChambeau now, the golf course they're oh. playing on is particularly long, and um, the requirements there is, is distance and then feel on these very tricky creeds. But an interesting thing for me, Tabisa, is that um, there's a lot of kukui grass, and we've always taken for granted that kukui mm-hmm. is indigenous to South Africa alone. But around the greens, there's that thick, lush kukui that's going to test the best of these players. Um, Dylan Fratelli is another guy who's gone off the boil slightly this year. He's dropped to number 89 in the world. He won the John Deere in America and announced himself on the European Twin Alliance Open just a few years ago. Afraid Bank, when a very accomplished player, he's been focusing on hitting the ball further this year. He tees off at uh, 8.24 local time, and I think he might have lost the plot a little bit. The big, the big bonus for the South Africans was uh, the draw. There's three players in yes. the same group. Uh, Eric Van Rooyen, Christian Besaidnot, and Charles Schwartzel, all really accomplished players. Christian Besaidnot, exceptionally good golfer, hard worker, and he's really making his way in the U.S. And then we go to the one o'clock time, Garrick Hugo. And I, I think oh. everybody's talking about him. Second tournament in America, he goes and wins. I mean, how was that? That's and the first was the PGA Championship. <laughs> unbelievable, yeah. And, and I mean, even there, he, he really showed what he was able to do. He's, ris- he's risen very quickly to number 39 in the world. He's had seven wins uh, already, including Big Easy, the Sunshine Teller. Uh, Sunshine, Sun City Challenge, I beg mm. your pardon. He won in Portugal. He's won in Canary Islands twice and, of course, last week, which was just wonderful, wonderful to see. Um, there's a young man, despite the fact that he's only 21, he's mature, he's relaxed, he's, he's confident, and you might have seen some of the interviews with Gary Player where yes, yes, he absolutely. now believes in himself, and I think that's the most important thing. And then to be so, the guy we, we're waiting for, he's won, he's come second in every single major. Louis. He won... <laughs> 
won a while back. Louis, currently number 18 in the world, finished second in the previous uh, PGA, finished third in the US Open last year. This is a really accomplished golfer. You're just never sure who's going to pitch up, but if, mm-hmm. uh, if the real Louis pitches up, I think it's going to be something special. And um, and then finally, the ninth player, Brandon Grace, yep. <clears throat> excuse me, who's slipped to 71 in the world. He's making a comeback. You know, Brandon has been around for a little while, and we'll all remember his run-up, runner-up in, uh, in the US Open a few mm. years ago. But, you know, he's he's managed to rake together almost $11 million in the American tour, um, and he's been around for a long time. So that's the field. It's an exciting South African contingent, and as as I'm sure you do, we wish them all the best. And how Charles form going into this one? Well, Charles Schwartzel has, you know, he's in the wilderness for a while. He had a lot of injuries. He really battled with a number of things, changed some of his equipment. He's got healthy again. And for the first time in a while, he's really driving the ball very well. And I think any time you drive the ball well in the conditions that the guys play in, you've got half a chance. So, you know, he's he's back in 110 in the world. He drifted all the way out into the deep 200s. He's played relatively well and finished third in the AT&T earlier on the on the PGA Tour this year. So, yeah, it'll be nice to see Charles just competing again. You know, he's mm. got it. He's won it. He's done it before. So there's no reason he can't do it again. Finally, how, how does Torrey Pines play, um, Dave? And what's going to be crucial? Hitting it off the tee or hot putting? Yeah, I think you've hit them both on the head there, uh, Tabisa. You know, you've got to hit it straight <laughs> and you've got to hit it long. This golf course is particularly long. It's at, at sea level, so the ball doesn't fly that much. As we've mentioned, the rough is up. The fairways are nice and tight and narrow, so it's going to be important. And around the greens, I think the short game always has a, is a contributing factor with these guys and putting, of course, you've mentioned. I think it's all of those things. But for me, it's going to be about patience. It's going to be about belief. It's going to be about just hanging in there because anything can happen at any time in these big tournaments. And as the pressure builds, we'll see uh, how the big boys handle handle it in the end. On the in the early running on the tournament, uh, Matthew Wolf has mm. got quite a original swing. He's leading early out, so it's going to be it's going to be another wonderful tournament that uh, I'm sure all South Africans will be glued to over the next few days. Okay, great stuff. Maybe we can catch up again on Monday, Dave. But thanks for the insight. No, it's an absolute pleasure. And enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the golf. Thank you. Thanks. We certainly will. US Open underway at Torrey Pines. Dave Usadov uh, uh, there uh, talking to us about just what to expect uh, from the South Africans. We always like to follow the South Africans and just be biased and just look uh, at our own guys. So let's leave it there for now then. We have to go to news. We're back again tomorrow between 6 and 7.